Welcome to Insights into the Faith with Bishop Mark Seitz of the Diocese of El Paso. Join us as we discuss Bishop Seitz's thoughts and teachings into our faith and the life of our church in El Paso. And now, welcome, Bishop Mark. Muy buenos dias. Good morning. Welcome to Insights into the Faith. Bishop Mark, buenos dias. Buenos dias, Fermi. Uh, espero que podemos tener algunos uh, uh, cosas de, de uh, poco inteligencia el día de hoy. Uh, I hope that we'll have a few insights. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We always do. But as always, before we get started, uh, Bishop Mark, if you could start us with, with a prayer this morning. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we bless you. You have given us the gift of this day, our, our lives, our health, and most importantly, our faith. Te damos gracias, Señor, por este día y esta oportunidad de servirte. Sea con nosotros, Señor. Ayúdanos a reconocer que sin ti no tenemos nada de valor, pero contigo tenemos todo lo que necesitamos en este día. Guíanos, Señor, ayúdanos a servirte con um, valor y rectitud uh, y un, una, um, nue un nuevo compromiso a hacer servicio. Be with us, Lord, and guide us in this time that we have together through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the, name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Bishop Mark, you are in El Paso, Texas. Let me explain to our viewers. I am at the Federation of Diocesan Liturgical Commissions um, a conference in New Orleans, Louisiana, uh, with Fathers uh, Michael uh, Lewis and Father Marcus, um, learning a little Amen. bit more about liturgy. Uh, yesterday, your name was was mentioned yesterday uh, through uh, through our keynote address, uh, talking about the Ars Celebrandi, and uh, you were quoted out of uh, Father Paul Turner's book uh, that you wrote the introduction for. So, oh, nice. just, a, just a brief quote: uh, El Paso is very much live and well uh, in the national circles, uh, Bishop Mark. But also, uh, I just wanted to mention today is my anniversary, so I I have to say happy anniversary to my wife who is in Austin, Texas today, and we see each other on Sunday. Uh, nine years. But Bishop Mark, uh, tell me a little bit about your week. You know, I know and I saw that this weekend, uh, the deacons uh, of the diocese had a retreat. You had a, the opportunity to meet with them. Yes. We had a couple of things going this this weekend. It was a full one for me. Uh, Friday, I had the joyful opportunity of joining the deacons who had gathered for their retreat out in um, Mencia Park and at the um, Holy Cross Retreat Center. Uh, and they had a good number of, of our deacons, almost all of them, uh, gathered for their annual retreat. And we've developed a tradition over a number of years now in, in which during that retreat, usually at the beginning, I have an opportunity to be with them, to pray with them, to uh, share some thoughts, and also to um, um, uh, take the questions. Uh, 
it's really a great opportunity to, to connect, develop that relationship with a, an extremely important group for the Church of El Paso and um, a group that uh, I feel especially close to as well. Uh, these men from throughout the diocese, most of, most all of them married uh, and who are present there with their wives who have, share a big role in their ministry, uh, you know, are, are people that are so, so key to the health and vitality of our diocese. Uh, what would our parishes be like with, without them supporting the work of the church there and serving really as a bridge in a certain way to the broader Catholic community in, in their daily lives? Most of them have regular jobs, um, all different fields. There are engineers and teachers and lawyers and what have you, uh, you know, but um, they've dedicated themselves to the church and usually their their co-workers uh, know that this is what they do. Uh, so it's a wonderful opportunity to interject the faith into the broader uh, community and daily life. Of course, in their parishes, they're very well known uh, and are always there to be a connection. Sometimes it's not so easy to get the priest, you know, or to ask a question to the priest or something like that. Very often lines at the end of mass and so on. But the deacons are, are there. Uh, I, I remember, um, well, a, a very good um, uh, family, uh, a wonderful family that I knew well in Dallas. Uh, uh, he and his wife, Deacon Dennis and his wife, uh, had what they called the Walmart ministry because whenever they'd go to Walmart, a lot of people would be approaching them and saying, I need some prayers, I, I need some help, uh, and so on. And, and so the ministry would extend into the, uh, into the shopping center, you know. Uh, so there's no way to really measure the gift that our deacons are. And uh, I'm glad to be saying all this on this weekend and the upcoming weekend in which we'll be celebrating the, I believe, the first Sunday that's been designated as Deacon Sunday oh, wow. in, uh, uh, in the church in the United States. So um, we'll be uh, expressing our gratitude and appreciation and our prayers for their ministry. Y, y es un extraordinario um, uh, ministerio de, de nuestros diáconos de, de la diócesis. Um, ¿Puede uh, decir un poco sobre lo que lo que es que um, um, ellos uh, sacrifican uh, sobre su tiempo como de ministerio de diáconos uh, a veces no no sabe mucho la gente qué es lo que lo que se lo que se requiere hacer diácono y ser servidor uh, con ese ministerio bueno uh, una un miembro de la parroquia necesita estar nominado por el párroco de la parroquia primeramente no viene 
de ellos directamente, pero un párroco necesita identificar los regalos necesarios para servir la iglesia en esta manera. Una persona inteligente que, que puede estudiar, también una persona aún más importante cerca de, de Dios y buscando a desarrollar su relación con Dios, con uh, una familia buena uh, y uh, con una esposa si está uh, casada, casado, uh, que, que puede apoyar esta, este ministerio y este sacrificio, uh, porque en verdad, como dijo, uh, necesitan sacrificar cosas porque más que todo uh, requiere tiempo para este servicio, tiempo de estudio uh, los, uh, para como cinco años y, y tiempo uh, cuando es un diácono para servir uh, en su parroquia particularmente en los fines de semana, pero no solamente in este tiempo. So there are, um, it is a, a calling that requires a, a gift of oneself. Uh, we want to make sure that, that the family of the person who is nominated by his pastor is uh, in uh, as a healthy family and able to manage, especially if they're young kids. We, We have a special concern, of course, that the, the family not be shortchanged. At the same time, we'd love to have younger men who can uh, really uh, bring a, a certain youthful vitality to the work and show how it is possible to live this faith in a, in a more committed way for um, uh, even when, when the family is young. So uh, it, it's a wonderful, grace-filled uh, service on behalf of the church. A deacon assists the priest in the parish, and he um, can preach, can, can bless, and when there isn't a priest present, can lead services. He uh, can celebrate weddings um, if there's not a mass, receive the vows uh, in, in a mass. He, he can baptize, uh, visit the sick, of course. Uh, there are just uh, so many ways to uh, teach that a deacon can serve. Usually they get a master's degree in theology. So, y necesitamos los que hablan español, aún más que los que hablan inglés en esta diócesis. Y muchas veces sirven como algo muy necesario eh, uh, con los sacerdotes que no hablan o en parroquias uh, donde no tienen uh, muchos miembros que entienden el, el inglés. So there are just so many ways. And there's a special relationship, actually, I'll add, with, um, with the bishop because the They're really ordained to 
serve the church as a whole, and that's represented by the bishop. So they have a special and direct connection with me as the bishop. Uh, and, uh, and I appreciate that very much. Excellent, Bishop Mark. You know, the uh, <clears throat> caliber and quality of men that we have in our diaconate, uh, we're very blessed. Uh, have a uh, the great opportunity to get to know them, some of them personally work alongside them uh, in the last three years that I've been here uh, in the diocese. And, and I can just say that uh, um, those deacons are, are committed, fully committed to their ministry. And we're very, very, very fortunate to have them as part of our diocese and, and the fabric that is the Diocese of El Paso. So uh, absolutely. Bishop Mark, you're you know, breaking up a little bit. Sorry. Oh, I, I I apologize. I'm sorry. Um, Bishop Mark, just another thing is moving into uh, the next part of our show. Uh, I wanted to discuss a little bit about uh, October continuing to be Respect for Life Month. I know this last uh, Sunday, uh, we had Respect for Life Sunday, and and you did it, uh, uh, as you can uh, see on our um, uh, Diocesan Facebook page, you can go back and, and see uh, Bishop Mark's homily on Respect for Life, but uh, it's a little bit more than that, right, Bishop Mark? Well, it, it, it reflects our Respect for Life at all of its stages. But we, we recognize and we ought to focus uh, on, you know, not in an exclusive way, but, but sometimes we need to draw attention to this particular area. Uh, la vida uh, es un regalo de Dios, uh, no solamente cuando la persona está uh, nacida, uh, sino siempre, ¿no? Desde su concepción eh, eh, es una creación de Dios, un, uh, un humano, uh, no es nada más, no es un pescado, no es nada más, es, es un um, ser humano eh, desarrollando como desarrollamos en toda nuestra vida, pero en ese tiempo en el vientre de su, su madre. So, uh, it's so important to shine a light on this because if, if we don't show the respect for life, if we decide as a, a community or a society that life can be deliberately taken, innocent life especially, um, at any point, then it really puts all life under threat, you know, um, because we can, if we can justify that, especially the most innocent life in the womb, um, then who really is safe in a certain way, you know? So this is, uh, bears upon the respect that we have for women as well. Uh, you know, if, if we're not respecting the dignity of an unborn girl, you know, uh, among other unborn children, then how can we say that we're respecting the women, woman who has grown? And as a matter of fact, you know, that opposition to say, um, you know, well, it's either respect the mom or respect the baby is a false one. Um, we can care for both. We can love both. 
we can serve both and, and help uh, a woman in, in the midst of a difficult situation uh, when she discovers that she's expecting a child. We can support them and, and help them to, to reach their full potential as, as women, um, which involves also this tremendous gift, not shared by men, uh, to, to be able to bring new life into the world. Uh, and to advance uh, the, the human race and uh, build the kingdom of God, right? So, uh, yeah, very important. I had the opportunity, by the way, Fernie, to uh, reference this as, as well as uh, the church's concern for immigrants. Uh, when uh, speaking this last weekend, I flew up on Saturday to St. Louis and uh, was invited by the Archbishop to speak at their Red Mass. It's a Mass that is celebrated every year and in many dioceses. Um, we have to get ours going again in El Paso, uh, which brings together Catholic lawyers and jurists, in other words, judges, um, politicians, people who serve the law, and to speak about the church's understanding of law, what Jesus had to teach about law, to kind of reinforce some of these fundamental principles. Um, tenemos uh, un respeto tremendo para uh, el uh, lugar de, de la ley en la vida de una comunidad y reconocemos que la ley viene últimamente o y primeramente viene de Dios, ¿eh? Eh, eh, pero es nuestro, uh, nuestra responsabilidad uh, asegurar en, uh, que la ley, las leyes que tenemos en nuestra comunidad, en nuestro gobierno, reflejan los principales y las leyes principales que hemos recibido de Dios. So it's just so important to um, have respect for the law, but also that law needs to be connected with its source and with what Jesus taught us so clearly uh, that every law needs to express and reflect and its enforcement needs to express and reflect God's uh, justice, yes, but also his love and mercy. Um, we remember the greatest commandment, uh, to love God and to love our neighbor. Excellent, Bishop Mark. And just the final question, um, those, uh, those of us in, our, in the community that uh, feel that they could do more, is there anything else that uh, uh, our community can do during this Respect uh, for Life Month in October uh, to help advance uh, uh, these causes, if you will? Well, for, for one thing, continue to read good sources uh, you know, uh, th that um, come from the church that reflect our particular perspective because it's confusing. If all you're taking in is the daily news and, um, and the rhetoric, the illogical rhetoric that very often comes to us, pretty soon you can be very confused. Uh, you know, it's not so hard these days to uh, Google um, the, what does the Catholic Church teach about life? 
you know, about the dignity of life or go to the usccb.org, the US Conference uh, uh, of Catholic Bishops. And um, you'll find there a, a whole section from its pro-life committee. Um, you first of all, learn, then share that good news, especially in your family. Um, and then consider how you can help. Uh, we have a, uh, the Southwest Coalition for Life in our region right now, El Paso and Las Cruces. They're, they're doing a lot of good work. They're marking uh, 40 days for life in which there will be people praying in front of places where unborn children are killed daily uh, in our sister city of Las Cruces. Um, and they're out there praying, uh, not shouting, you know, not blocking, not doing anything uh, aggressive uh, because we are people of peace, but, uh, but praying intensely and, and they're ready to assist any woman that, that might um, uh, want to explore a way to save her child's life. So uh, that uh, Southwest Coalition for Life can give you a lot of opportunities to serve as well. So uh, Bishop Mark, just final final thoughts on this. Uh, just to say that thank you so much for your uh, leadership and your commitment uh, to this topic of life. I know it's very, very close to uh, something you very, very firmly believe in and you're a big supporter of. So Bishop Mark. So does the church. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, just thank you so much uh, for your leadership here. Uh, particularly with 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 the life of the unborn, but also uh, with the migrant also and, and, and pointing a finger to all of those situations that are going on in our region. Um, as always, your your leadership is 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 unmatched. So thank you, Bishop Mark. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So before I let you go, you have to give us just a just a smidgen of a, of a preview of what you're going to tell us or what we're going to hear this weekend uh, in our gospels, in our churches. Well, we're going to get a, an opportunity to reflect on Jesus' wonderful power to bring healing, his, the way his love expresses itself. El Señor siempre tenía un gran amor y misericordia para los que sufren. Um, y en este domingo vamos a escuchar de nuevo um, el, uh, la historia de su sanación de diez leprosos. Uh, y no dicen, oh, he escuchado eso, no necesito escuchar. Bueno, eh, la palabra de Dios uh, es siempre nuevo. Y hay mucho más que podemos en aprender. Uh, and I, I believe, as, believe me, I've preached on this gospel a lot. Mm -hmm. But every time I look at it, there's something wonderful and new that strikes me. And uh, I hope to be sharing some thoughts about that this weekend. And I, I'm sure that in your own particular parishes, uh, van a descubrir uh, que hay perspectivas que no han considerado. So it's important for that reason. Uh, we, we also, in the midst of this 
expression of Jesus' healing power, have a lesson about uh, prayer of petition and thanksgiving. So um, there's so much there in, in that gospel. The first reading shows us another example of God's healing of a, of a man who wasn't even uh, a uh, Jewish person. Uh, and what he learned, uh, it, well, there's so much to, to gain from the, from the scriptures this Sunday. And, and there's, of course, the celebration of the Eucharist and, uh, and of God's tremendous uh, desire to feed us with his Eucharist, the, which itself is a sacrament of healing right? To receive the body of Christ into your body. Can you think of a better medicine? Right. Gracias a Dios, Bishop Mark. Well, as always, we come to the end of our show. Uh, I want to take this opportunity to thank you once again, Bishop Mark, for joining us every week. Um, the insight, the insight uh, uh -huh. that we do we get from you uh, and your ministry uh, always, I, you know, I actually was stopped uh, on the on the street uh, yesterday in New Orleans. Uh, one of the attendees said, hey, you you host Insights into the Faith uh, with Bishop Seitz, right? I go, yeah, yes, absolutely, I do. And and you have some wow. fans, Bishop Mark. Wow. So cool. it's not just uh, it's not just El Paso that listens, but the but the whole country listens. <laughs> That's a blessing, a blessing yeah. Good to have this opportunity. And I really appreciate people who choose to take the, their valuable time to uh, tune into our show and to this podcast. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Keep us in your prayers. Yes, of course. Keep us in your prayers. And uh, as always, Bishop Mark, thank you. But uh, with, with that, I want to ask uh, for your closing blessing. Con gusto. El Señor esté con ustedes. Y con su espíritu. Que la bendición de Dios, Padre, Hijo, Espíritu Santo, descienda sobre ustedes y permanezca para siempre. Amén. Gracias a Dios. Gracias a usted, Bishop Mark. And we will see you all next week. Bye-bye. Hasta la próxima. Insights into the Faith is a production of the Office of Communications of the Catholic Diocese of El Paso. Our executive producer is the Most Reverend Bishop Mark J. Seitz, Bishop of the Catholic Diocese of El Paso. This podcast was produced and directed by Fernie Ceniceros, Director of Communications for the Diocese of El Paso. Please feel free to hit the subscribe button and leave us a comment. You can ask Bishop Seitz a question for this show by emailing communications at elpasodiocese.org. That's communications at elpasodiocese.org. You can also follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the handle at El Paso Diocese. May God bless you all, and we'll see you again next week.